When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He tagged the Cookman Drag Race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Meat on the bone there and cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It is episode 49 of the Loud Pedal Podcast, the Brad Sweet version, Dylan Welch of uh, the show, who's most likely going to become a three time uh, World of Outlaws champion this year. Um, today we welcome onto the show Briggs Danner, an eight-time winner in the USAC East Coast Sprint Car Series. D. Welch, he has been on fire in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he has, and he's been, uh, you know, I think if anybody has been paying attention to, to anything on, on social media these days in the sprint car world, you, you, you probably have seen his name and, and at least know that he's been, you know, been winning a lot of races. So, um, you know, young kid who, you know, has really just burst onto the scene. He just started racing sprint cars last year and is, you know, kind of setting the world on fire out there. So, um, you know, super talented kid and, um, you know, excited to, to see his career continue to develop. And hopefully we get to see him, you know, here in the Midwest and, uh, you know, run some national races here you know, before too long. Obviously get to see him out east when they, you know, run Eastern Storm and everything. But uh, hopefully he can start to travel a little more. This week, it's another big week for the United States Auto Club. It's the National Sprint Car Series heading to the Kokomo Sprint Car Smackdown. D. Welch, are you going to the Smackdown? I am. I will be there Friday and Saturday, and I am very excited. What makes you like that race so much? Oh, I, I, it's just awesome. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, it feels like Sprint Week, but it's different because you don't travel everybody is there for four straight nights basically because they run the bob darlin race on wednesday and then smackdown officially starts thursday and goes through saturday so um you know it's kind of like a you know like a mini knoxville you know if you will you know where everybody is is there for for one rate you know for one uh one weekend at the same track and you you know you race all four nights and uh it's kokomo i mean what's you know what's not to love about that so it's the best track for it you know um it's the 10th 
you know, 10th running of it this year. So I know that USAC's going to bring out some some cool stuff to celebrate that, but just a fun event. You know, it's great racing every single night. Um, you know, everybody hangs out afterwards and hangs out at the frolic and, and has a good old time. So it's uh, it's just a fun, fun weekend. And, you know, I haven't been since, uh, shoot, probably 2016 when I announced for USAC. I think that may have been my last one. So I'm uh, I'm really excited to be back there. It really probably is the biggest week for non-wing sprint car racing, right? I mean, it's probably the equivalent of their Knoxville Nationals. I mean, I think it is. You know, I mean, it, it certainly doesn't have the 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 hype that that the Knoxville Nationals do, but um, but it, it's similar. It's in it's comparable, you know, because it is you know four nights in a row at the same racetrack, and um, you know they they kind of do a, a unique and different format, you know, with the King of the Hill and stuff on Saturday, and 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 all of that stuff. So it's just, it's just a fun race. You know I mean? I think anybody who's been to Kokomo or has watched anything at Kokomo, you know, realizes that that track puts on a great show no matter what. So uh, you get that and then you get it, you know, consecutive nights. That's, that's a bonus. And um, you know, everybody's, everybody's excited. People want to win that race. And it's, it's an important race to win for the drivers and the crews and the fans know that too. So there's just a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz um leading up to it and then you know when you actually are there sitting in the grandstands you know you can feel it and you know people people know that it's an important race and and that is conveyed on the track 15 grand going to the winner on saturday night for the kokomo sprint car smackdown you mentioned the bob darlin memorial that will also be on flow racing on wednesday um i think it's cool to have a name or a race in in honor of the darlins right because of dave darlin of course um you know having that stroke and and not being able to race i know he would you know, he would, well, he's won that race multiple times. Um, he's also won the SmackDown, but um, Kokomo is his home, basically, you know, his, his best racetrack, you know, and it's going to be sad not to see Double D out there, but it's cool to have a race in the Darlin's honor on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's another race that, uh, you know, is important for, for guys to win. You know, it used to be a, uh, used to be a Sunday night show, you know, just a regular local Kokomo show, um, you know, at some point during the summer. And, and that was one where, uh, you know, USAC was was off that day. So a lot of the big USAC sprint car drivers would show up and, and run that race, you know, in, in either, you know, their own car or the car that they took on the national tour, you know. So that was oh, ringing the doorbell. Janet! Janet! <laughs> Never fails. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's that's one. That's another one that, um, you know, the, the guys want to win it's, and it's important because it is a longstanding tradition that honors, honors the Darlin family and, and, and honors Dave too, to a certain extent, you know, it's obviously named after his dad, but it's Dave's race. You know, it's, it's, it's the race that, you know, um, you know, that everybody wants to win to just to honor the Darlin family. And so, um, that's a great lead in to, uh, you know, to SmackDown before everybody starts counting points and everything on Thursday, but, um, exciting week, you know, hope, hope people that are there and around are, are able to, to make it out there for at least a couple nights just to experience it if they haven't been before. Justin Grant is the latest winner at the Kokomo Speedway. It was a rain-shortened race. That was, man, there was a wall of water coming at us when we were there at Indiana Sprint Week. And uh, they rushed the show, rushed the show, rushed the show, did a really good job of uh, getting the cars on the track and getting laps in. And I think uh, maybe like 17 laps in. It was past the halfway mark uh, for sure where they called it for rain and Justin Grant uh, won the race. Um, the USAC National Sprint Car Series points, I mean, we, we're going to talk to Briggs Danner, who's second in points right now for the USAC East Coast Sprints, and it's a 29-point gap there. 
Um, this thing ain't over yet. I mean, Kevin Thomas Jr. won at Paragon. He won Indiana Sprint Week, had a really good week there. Uh, right now, Brady Bacon leads the points with 1,891 points, but KT's right behind him with 1,852 points. It really is probably going to come down to these two, and um, it's 70 points on the line at the SmackDown on Saturday, so it's a big points week um, to try to get some points and, and try to win this national title. Yeah, it is. You know, you've, you've got your top three all there, you know, within – 75 points basically but but you're right you know this is a this is a big potential for things to swing because you do have back to back to back nights of 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 racing so um you know you can get in a hole and and it really can kind of affect you uh you know for the rest of the the weekend uh and and it's 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 similar to like what we talk about at sprint week you know when you race that many consecutive nights it seems like you know the ball can just kind of start rolling down the hill good or bad so um, it's important to, to come out of the gate really on Wednesday, you know, and, and run well at the Darlin just to kind of get your, your, you know, week started off on the right foot because, um, you know, with, with this and then, you know, Houston's in a couple weeks, which is a, as you know, the big money show, obviously, and that's three nights. So there's a, there's a lot of races kind of crammed into a tight stretch here that could really, uh, change the dynamic up front. So, um, and all three of the guys that are, you know, that are in the points hunt still, you know, Brady, KT and Justin are obviously all really good at Kokomo. So, um, it's going to be fun to, to follow that too, you know, in addition to just who can take home the big money on Saturday at Kokomo. Get your ass to Kokomo. Three huge nights. Well, Wednesday, four huge nights uh, at Kokomo Speedway. And D. Welch should be there if you want to say hi to him, drink uh, Bush Light with him or something. Um, or you can watch it all live. Yes, on I, Flow I, Racing am ex- as I am well. accepting. I am accepting beer donations as I'm walking through the pits. So. Uh, feel free to hand those Get him out. his way. Yeah. yeah. Bring those over here. If he, an, if he has an empty hand, don't let it yeah, be there, empty. Need, there needs to be a beer and there needs to be a beer in at least one of my, one of my hands all weekend. So that's the advice. All right. <laughs> Let's get into our sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by sun dollar restoration was texting uh, Jason last night. He's excited. Um, for the remainder of the year with old Zebby and, and Christian Bruno and Cannon Posey and the rest of the guys who uh, run for him. And they, they're making plans for next year already, so um, they're going to have some exciting stuff coming out here soon. Uh, Sun Dollar Restoration is um, water, mold, fire restoration based in Carmel, Indiana. They um, will help you out with any of that stuff. Um, they'll get a hold of your insurance company. You won't pay anything, uh, unlike the electric bill that I had to pay uh, for – you know, this past week because I didn't have insurance on my on my on my electricity box outside, if you will, uh, which I'm still hurting from that. But uh, Sun Dollar Restoration, our friends over there, Jason and Kim, do an amazing job in helping support uh, the racing community at SunDollar.net. All right, let's go through the winners. Um, I think one of the biggest wins of the week was probably Cole Duncan winning at Waynesfield. I know, I know, we see him winning at Fremont all the time and and that, and that slick uh, racetrack. Waynesfield gets slick, um, but not as slick as Fremont. But uh, that was a big win for old Cole Duncan there with the All Stars. Yeah, I, I'm always uh, I'm a huge Cole Duncan fan. So I going back to even the quarter midget days. So it's always cool to see him show up there. And obviously, he's a super talent, but. Um, you know, doesn't race full time with the All Stars or anybody. You know, besides just kind of around Ohio. So always cool when he can show up there and and put it to the the traveling band, if you will, and and steal one away. Thursday, Kyle Larson took the BC thirty nine at the dirt track at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, he, I mean, he, he 
is there a soapbox derby out there that he can win next? Uh, what, you know, what's, what's next for him to win? I was going to say, I mean, all he needed to do is win the, win the road course race, I guess. But, um, yeah, another, another great BC 39, you know, obviously a great race there at the end. And, um, we, uh, we kind of teased that Tyler, you know, we were last week, we were like, you know, he hadn't won the BC 39 yet, but there he goes. He, he checked another one off. So, um, you know, what's next? Just move on down the nearly list. Won, he nearly won the world of outlaws race, um, at Williams Grove as well. Um, I think he took a dirt clod to the front nose or something that kind of messed up steering there while he was going for the lead. Um, as Saturday won that race, but he did win at Sharon the next night. Don't, uh, I think I texted you. I said, wow, Larson didn't win a late model race at Williams Grove. He sucks. Yeah, I know. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. He, weird. He didn't win. That's when you know it's, it's you're good. To... That's when you know. Yeah. That's when you know you're good. When it's, it's stranger than it's stranger that you don't win than it is, you know, when you do win. You don't hardly ever see him run like second or third or fourth. You know, no, like he either breaks or yeah. he wins or he wins. Yeah. yeah there's no in between just, usually. No, there's not a uh, big win for Cole Macedo at Attica Raceway Park. Uh, I know that team uh, I've been following them this year ever since, um, you know, they they had the donations for the Ohio Sprint Week. And I love the lenders. They're good people. Uh, they've been helping out with the Ray Brooks Racing uh, 18 car this year. They've had some good runs. They ran. They ran well uh, with the Outlaws and the All Stars at Kokomo, um, and you know, finally getting the, off the schneid there a little bit at Attica, winning uh, with Cole Macedo. Alex Bright won at Bedford Speedway in the USAC East Coast Sprint Car Series. It seems like it's either Bright or Briggs Danner winning those things, dude. Yeah, they're uh, they're both you know on fire out there right now. I mean, they're the two best for sure. And I mean, everybody you know, Alex Bright obviously is a uh, super underrated you know, driver, I think. And, um, you know, so he's always good. And then, you know, Briggs has kind of stepped up to the plate as his challenger. So it's been a fun, uh, fun battle to watch them this year. Contage winner with the Power Eye National Midget League. Congratulations to them. Um, Jake Swanson, non-wing 410 sprint car winner at Gas City I-69 Speedway the same day. Team has also won. I believe that was actually Emerson Axum's first sprint car start that night, right? He got the he got the BC ride, the 39 BC car. Yep, yeah, he he took over that uh, from Cole Bodine, who I saw today just announced he's got a new ride for SmackDown, which is is great to see for him. But um, but yeah, Axum ran uh, Friday and Saturday, and then ran the USAC race at Paragon on Sunday. So uh, and and I think you know ran you know ran pretty well there too. So um, he's you know he'll fit right in. He's going to run you know run SmackDown this weekend, I think. So that'll be fun to to watch him get more laps behind the wheel of that thing too. Yeah, I believe actually Axum finished in the top ten at Paragon. I'm, I'm checking on that. Um, but you know, we we know that Axum's. Yeah, he did. He finished tenth. Um, you know, we know Axum's a great talent, and we were talking about the fact that he has such a good midget ride with Petrie and his dad. Um, you know, really kind of has upped that program. You know, helping with the cars and and helping with getting Emerson comfortable in those things and. He's won a few midget races this year, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the fact that he's running for the you know Clawson Marshall Racing now, and and what that does with the midget program um, going forward. But it's it's one of the best sprint car you know it's one of the best sprint cars you can get in uh, to begin your career. No, no, I mean it is. I mean I think you know I mean I think anything that comes out of that that Clawson Marshall shop, you know I think uh, not only is it good equipment, but I think there's there's a you know 
the sky's the limit kind of with that deal. You know, once you get in that pipeline, you know, I, th I think obviously, uh, you know, they're, they're very committed to sunshine and doing whatever he wants to do, you know, so there's some limitations there, but I think, I think they've got resources at their disposal, which is the biggest thing. So, you know, if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to run the sprint car more, you wanted to, you know, try to run the wing car, you know, I think there's not a lot of teams out there that, that have the ability to field a midget and a sprint car, you know, at the same time. So I think, um, you know, I think it's good for him to kind of get in that, that pipeline. Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious, you know, kind of to your point to see where he lands on the midget deal, because, um, you know, they're rolling right now at, at Petrie's deal, obviously. And, and, you know, I, I don't know that they would have the same level of, of, uh, you know, of control necessarily if they were to go to, to CMR and, and run their midget. You may, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. Um, but it will be, I will be curious, you know, Chili Bowl, you know, I'll be curious to see whose car he's in at Chili Bowl. Cause I think that's, uh, that's an interesting, interesting dynamic. For sure. Anthony Macri wins, uh, at Williams Grove Speedway. Congratulations to him. He's been on a roll, uh, making the Knoxville nationals and now a win at Williams Grove. Um, let's see who else we have here as far as winners. Uh, Taylor Ferns won a race, uh, value bumper to bumper, auto value bumper to bumper super sprints at Galesburg Speedway. That's up here in Michigan. Um, Corey Schutte won with the USAC Midwest Wingless Racing Association. Cody Swanson, winner at Springfield, rain shortened. Were you okay with that? I mean, you can't do anything about the rain. No, I mean, they, I mean, it flooded the racetrack. So they were, it would have taken them longer to reprep the track than it would have to run the final 25 laps. And Cody was in the lead anyway. So he wasn't going to give that up unless he broke. So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that was actually a really good race. You know, it was two lanes, you know, there for, you know, the most, the, the, early part of the day. I mean, it laid rubber like 15 laps in, but that's kind of inevitable at, at those places. But uh, there's nothing to me like watching a, a silver crown car hustle the cushion at a mile. Um, and we got to see a lot of that on, on Saturday. So I thought that was pretty cool. One of the greatest silver crown races of all time, back to victory lane uh, with Chris Dyson in the nine car. Uh, congratulations to that whole crew. And of course, Cody Swanson for winning yet another um, Silver Crown Series race. Anthony Macri back to victory lane at Port Royal Speedway. The guest we have today, Briggs Danner, uh, winner with a USAC East Coast Sprints at Port Royal Speedway. My hat shake is going to Don Don. Donnie Schatz gets his second World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series event of the year, and it happened in his hometown of West Fargo, North Dakota, at the Red River Valley Speedway. They needed that one pretty bad, D. Welch. Yeah, it was only his second of the year, right? So um yeah that's that's bizarre that we're almost to the end of august and he's only won twice so that was a a nice shot in the shorts for them i'm sure mine is going to go my sun dollar restoration hat shake is going to chase randall because he won at putnamville uh very first sprint car race ever uh and he won and it was an mscs race it wasn't just like it was a local putnamville show it was an mscs race so um you know, there, there's something to be said for that. I think, you know, there was several guys that probably would have run that were at Springfield, but doesn't take anything away from the fact that he beat uh, Brady Short, who, you know, obviously is phenomenal at Putnamville. And, and I didn't even look at whoever else was in the field, but it's his first freaking race in a sprint car and he, and he, uh, and he won. So that was, uh, that was pretty impressive. And um, a hat shake to chase on that one, the quickest chicken getting her done. Yeah. He's been good this year. Uh, the Ryan Bulls really like him. Uh, he finished 13th 
uh, with the USAC National Sprint Car Series at Paragon uh, in his first, you know, his his USAC Sprint Car Series debut. So we're starting to see some of these youngsters get some shots here towards the end of the year. It might be, uh, you know, foretelling of what's going to be happening next year, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and we had this conversation a lot. You know, it's it's uh, it's nice that you know you've got this this wave of young talent. You know, you got the Emerson Axums, you've got the the Chase Randalls. You know, you've got um, you know I feel like I'm missing. I mean, Buddy Kofoy. I mean, who knows how long he'll be around? Dason Persley, um, and then you, even younger than that, Brent Cruz and Gavin Bochelle and and Ryan Timms. You know, you've got all these these kids uh, who are winning. You know, as teenagers and as young teenagers and, and, you know, are establishing themselves already in the sport. So I think uh, the next wave is here and, and, you know, showing that they're, they're for real. And I think it's an exciting time to, to be a, a you know, a USAC fan because you've got a, a nice little mix of, you know, of veterans, I don't want to call them old guys, but veterans that have been around for a long time and, and new kids that are, uh, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. So it's been a lot of fun to watch all three series this year. David Gravel won at Houston Speedway in the Houston Speedway car. And then Kevin Thomas Jr. back to victory lane at Paragon Speedway. Um, they've been rolling, so they might be one of the you know one of the favorites heading into Kokomo. And I don't know. Should we make a prediction? I mean, so those are our Sun Dollar Restoration hat shakes of the week, brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Uh, mine going to Donnie Shots, and yours going to Chase Randall. What are our predictions for Kokomo before we uh, talk to Briggs Danner? I don't think KT is a bad pick. I think he's. I think he's got momentum on his side. I, f I think they're you know pretty happy with with how things are rolling. Um, it's hard to bet against bet against uh, you know Justin at that place. But I mean, there's plenty. I mean, you look down the leaderboard. I mean, you Kyle Cummins. I mean, Thorson. You know, Baloo has has always been good there. You know, Brady. Obviously, you can't count him out. So there's a lot of guys. I think that you know realistically have a shot at. at at winning one of those nights it just is a matter of what night it is you know what i mean i do know what you mean um logan cv has been really strong uh yeah you know this year you know he he won three during indiana sprint week uh of course the one did not come at kokomo speedway um you, you know kevin thomas jr finished third the last time we were there which of course was 18 laps in due to rain is when it was called uh, Chris Windham will always, you know, roll around that place well. And Kyle Cummins, um, just a guy, you know, he, what was it? Was it last year or two years ago where he just dominated the SmackDown winning every single race? Yeah, I can't remember. That, all, that's, that was a long time ago. KT's probably a good pick, um, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Brady Bacon wins the SmackDown. Really, really going out on a on a limb there. That's you know, he's only won three only won three championships. You know, <laughs> really, really going out on a limb. Uh, three time USAC champion Brady Bacon is my pick to win the the Kokomo Sprint Car SmackDown. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun to see what those guys do. Uh, you know, four nights of racing at Kokomo. The first night, of course, not sanctioned by USAC. The, Barb, the Bob Darlin Memorial. You can catch that on Flow Racing in the next three nights. You can see D. Welch putting her in the fence uh, with some bush lights and <laughs> everything else at the at the uh, Kokomo Sprint Car Smackdown. Say hi to him. Uh, it should be a good time. All right, let's talk to Briggs Danner. He is next. This is episode 49 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Our 
presenting sponsor of the Loud Pedal Podcast. It's Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories from the brands you demand. Truck, Jeep. I'm getting ready to get me a Jeep, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Jeep Auto and ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's Quick Pits. Gentlemen, start your engines. The race cars too are historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC Dirt Car Racing. But we're not here for horses, we're here for horsepower. And we're back on the Loud Pedal Podcast. We're joined by one of the hottest sprint car drivers in the country, Briggs Danner, who races in the USAC East Coast Sprint Series. He has eight wins already this season, including last week, um, August 21st, at Port Royal Speedway. Briggs, how are you? Good to good to have you on the show. It's good to talk to you. Yes, thanks for having me on. All right, so first things first, because we don't know a lot about you other than the fact that you're a wheel man. So you're at work right now. What is, what is work for you? What's your day job? Uh, so I work with my dad. We do paving and excavating, uh, mainly driveways, small parking lots, stuff like that. Um, so luckily I was able to get off. We had an early day today, so I could be here. Perfect. You work a lot harder than me and Dylan. That is for dang sure. Um, I've been reading a lot of stuff about you. Um, you're an extremely versatile race car driver. Um, I guess your start started in quarter midgets, right? And kind of moved into the speedsters. Is that yeah. how it went? Yeah, I started quarter midgets when I was five. And then uh, got into speedsters after quarter midgets when I was 14. So. And then did you jump right into a sprint car? Or, had it, or what, was your, what was your next thing? Uh, so when I was... Actually, the year after I started running a Speedster, I got offered a modified ride at Grandview Speedway, and that lasted for about a year and a half, and then we got our own car, and uh, we still run that every once in a while, but the sprint car stuff started at the end of last year, and that's been our main focus since, so everything else is kind of on the back burner. Well, you've taken that sprint car like a fish to water, it seems like. I mean, it, it seems like you, you guys have really got your, your hands around that and, and you as a driver, too. I mean, what, what's been the challenge for you of getting used to that? Uh, well, for me, just getting used to the power to weight ratio, um, even a 360, as soon as the track starts to slick off, you can't use all of it. So, uh, you know, I think that was the biggest thing for me and the, the biggest help was I know the car is good and Kurt Michael that he wrenches on the car. He, uh, I know he knows his stuff and we're kind of learning together the wingless deal, but uh, he's pretty smart and we have a lot of good help. So uh, that, that makes it a lot easier. Is it true that you won your first sprint car race out? Was that, was that Bridgeport? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so we were racing the modified at Bridgeport weekly and uh the guy that was driving the car, Timmy Buckwaller, was in the car. He got hurt in the beginning of the season. They were kind of back and forth with drivers. And uh, late in the season, the sprint cars had a race at Bridgeport. And they reached out to me about running it because I knew the track and stuff. And it was a new track. Nobody else was on it. 
And uh, I think knowing the track helped a lot. It made it a lot easier to adjust to the car. And with a little bit of luck on our side, we were able to, to win the first race. We were running about second or third the whole race. And then uh, had a little bit of luck. The leader got mud in his right rear or something real bad. Had a bad vibration and stuff. So I was able to reel him in and, and that was it. So this year has been, you know, I mean, obviously you've kind of burst onto the scene, but like you've had some really good battles, you know, that, that East Coast Sprint deal is tough, obviously, like Alex Bright and stuff has been out there and you guys have had some some great battles. So what's the learning curve been for you this year? I mean, and just from a race craft perspective, how much do you feel like you've improved even from when you first started to now? Yeah, so I feel like I've uh, gotten a lot smoother since I started um and and the slick track deal is a hard thing to get a hold of uh it's a lot easier to be fast on a heavy track but um you know basically a lot of setup stuff um you know we're learning every week trying new things and if it's not good you learn from it if it's good you learn from it but uh you know even the driving perspective on a slick track you just got to learn to sometimes slower is faster and and just be smooth is there a sense of pride, um, you know, being a part of a series that is really up and coming and, and coming onto the scene here nationally, especially with Flow Racing? Uh, the USAC East Coast Sprints are kind of have uh, eyeballs on them right now. Is there a sense of pride in that? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the season only started, this is fourth season, so or the series only started, uh, this is fourth season. So I think it's pretty cool like when eastern storm comes around a couple of us uh run with them and and we can run with them and they realize that so they uh you know i think they give the recognition that the series deserves uh, i'd like to see uh flow racing kind of have a have a contract or something with east coast and have all of our races on it i think that would be pretty cool i think it'd be good for the series but uh no i mean there's a lot of good people in it and we get good car counts every week. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Well, and you kind of mentioned Eastern storm, you know, I used to, and Tyler did too, but we both used to work with USAC. And I think, you know, when we would come out there, you know, there were some, some good guys out there that would, that would race Eastern storm, but I think it's almost deeper now than it was, uh, you know, than it was even a few years ago because of guys like you and, you know, and Bright and, and you know, Stephen Gravicki and all those other guys that, are, that race out there. But, like, um, you know, what, what does that do for you guys as the East Coast kind of regulars when the national guys do show up? I mean, how, you know, how big of a, uh, a challenge is that? But, you know, if you run well with them, you know, what does that do for your confidence? Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, you know, I you could say that we know the tracks a little bit better like when we went to grandview i used to run grandview weekly um but it's totally different in a sprint car and and those guys that run the national tour they know how to adjust quick so uh you know it's an advantage but only to a point so when you can run good with them uh it's it's good for the series and and it's it's a good uh confidence booster for us for sure when they came out there uh, for the Keystone Invasion, you had a quick time. You won a heat race. Uh, you really, you guys really showed that you could compete with those guys. Um, was that a dream come true to run in the USAC National Sprint Car Series? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, that whole quick time thing was was not expected at all. I uh, I pulled in the trailer actually, and we were watching the broadcast. And uh, after I scaled and pulled in the trailer, the guys were watching the broadcast and. 
nobody seemed too excited or anything, but I forgot that there's like a minute delay or something. So I got out of the car and I was just getting pushed off. And then I seen we were quick time and, but we went out pretty early and, uh, you know, the track kind of blew off a little bit. So that helped. But uh, no, that was really cool to, to be able to get fast time with the national tour. That was awesome. So kind of, you know, in that same vein, there was a video that somebody tweeted the other day of David Gravel talking about how I think if he was going to start his own team, you know, you would be one of the guys or the guy that he would kind of look at to be his driver. So you're getting all this attention, uh, and rightfully so. But at what point do you feel like the pressure to perform, or, or have you even felt that yet? Um, not necessarily. I haven't. Um, you know, when when we go to the track, uh, Kurt and, and the car owner Bill, he. Uh, they always told me no pressure. Um, we would just roll the car in the trailer. And, uh, you know, I feel like when you don't have a lot of pressure on you, uh, it, it makes it easier sometimes. You, you got your head on straight a little bit better. So, uh, though, I try to, you know, just go out there, do the best that you can. That's all you can do. And however it's going to play out, it's going to play out. Yeah, I think it's easy to say no pressure when you win eight times already this year uh, <laughs> with the series for sure. Um, I know that Spridge, uh, Kirk Spridgen tweeted that he wanted to see you and, and Alex Bright uh, come to the Kokomo Sprint Car Smackdown. Um, is there a chance that you will potentially start coming to some more races? I mean, have you been racing at Indianapolis yet? I don't, I don't even know if we've ever seen you out here. No, no. Um, so we intended on going out to Kokomo for Smackdown. Uh, and then our car owner passed away. That was three weeks ago now, maybe a month ago. So uh, that kind of put a halt on everything. Um, we were lucky enough to be able to keep going with the 360 series around here. So uh, we're finishing off the year here. And then next year, whether we start uh, going out there, or do some more wing racing or, or what we do is undecided yet. But uh, as of right now, we're just sticking around here, finish off the season with the 360. What do you want to do? I mean, do you want to be a USAC racer? Do you want to be a World of Outlaw racer? Like, what's your dreams? I don't know. Um, obviously, I, re I really like the wingless deal. But uh, I ran two wing shows, and the one show went good. The other one didn't go good. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely like the wingless deal. But uh, I almost think the wing racing, like PA racing with, with the 410 and stuff is – is uh more where it's at especially locally um but i mean to be able to run the national usac tour would be huge too probably financially makes more sense uh with the wing sprint car for sure um i wanted to ask you one of the coolest races i saw this year was um, port royal um you know you guys are really banging the fence there it looks nerve-wracking uh we just what's the sensation like inside of the car running around the fence there at one of the fastest racetracks in the country yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so we ran at Port Royal earlier this year, and uh, I finished third there, but that was only about my fifth race in a car. And that event was when I really learned to feel like where the right rear was at on the car and, and where I was at on the track. So uh, I was getting comfortable then, and we had a lot of races since then. So we went back. I, I just felt more comfortable, and uh, I think that was – a lot of what I was missing before. Um, it was a really good race. I started more out front and 
I took it easy in the beginning. And uh, once Alex showed his nose there, I knew I had to go. And uh, I just didn't want to overdrive it. Didn't want to wreck the car. So it ended up working out. Um, it was a fun race. What's your, so you guys obviously have a lot of big tracks out there, but what's your, what's your favorite track you've run the sprint car on so far? What do you like? Probably, uh, probably Seals Grove or Kutztown was a lot of fun, which that's a, a bull ring. So yeah. And this, you ran Kutztown that in the sprint was awesome. car, right? That was, a, that was a very good race. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was uh that's a tick smaller than a quarter mile. And we ran the sprint cars there. Uh, it was a really good show, actually. I was shocked myself how good it was. The uh, the big block modifieds at Grandview. That's probably the toughest, you know, modified competition there is in the country. Um, just was that a big learning curve? You know, learning how to race those modifieds. They race completely different than most anything else. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, so when I got into speedsters. Uh, everybody says they don't handle good and which if you compare it to a sprint car, they don't, but I didn't know any better, uh, when I got into it and then I got into the modified and they were like super easy to drive. Um, but it's, it's a lot different with how heavy they are, the big tires up front, you know, it's, it's a lot different than the speedster or a micro or a, or a sprint car. So yeah, it's a little bit different, but at the end of the day, it's all the same stuff you've got to. Use your knowledge. You learn from everything to push yourself forward more. Sounds like a young Kyle Larson, Tyler. That's kind of how, that's what Larson always says too. He says they're all race cars, right? You just got to figure out how to drive them. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Is that someone you, um, you know, kind of want to emulate your career after? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he can jump in anything and win. Um, he's got good equipment, but he can drive anything like that late model was a, perfect example of him jumping in for the first or second time and absolutely dominating. So, uh, yeah, I think I would base everything that, that I would like to do, uh, off of him. I mean, I think he's the greatest there is right now, pretty much. So, well, so what's your goals for the rest of the year? I mean, what do you, you know, what do you hope to accomplish? I know you're in a really tight points battle with, uh, with bright for this, this East coast sprint car championship. So, I mean, is that, the goal or, or what, what are your, you know, your, your goals for the rest of the year? Yeah. So, uh, originally I was going for rookie of the year with the series and then, uh, just everything playing out the way it was, we were in the point lead early and, uh, it was a really close battle up until Sealand's Grove two weeks ago now, um, where we ended up flipping the car and finished got scored towards the back, didn't finish. But uh, I'm not out of the points thing yet. I would have really liked to want it. But, uh, you know, it's going to take uh, something to happen for us to be able to pull that one off. We only have a couple of races left. So we'll see. We're not out of the question. But uh, I think I'm satisfied with being rookie of the year at this series and, and just pulling off the wins that we had, um, we're happy with for sure. Only 29 points separate you and Bright. I, that Sealands Grove race was insane. Um, that was that one had to hurt a little bit. No, that was a pretty big flip. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was my first pretty good tumble, uh, certainly in a sprint car. But uh, 
yeah, I got him in one and two. And then three and four, I tried blocking the slider, and I was just so amped up from reeling them in um, when I did in the short amount of time. And just in three and four, there was no cushion. You were up against the wall, and I just caught it and threw the card the wrong way, and upside down we went. So, uh, yeah, that one was hard to put past us. Uh, I know I, I screwed that one up for the points situation, but uh, it is what it is. You're going for the win. Not much else you can do. You're out here to win. That's about it, right? <laughs> I think what's yep. what's cool about you is, you know, I, I'm admittedly a sprint car snob, right? Even though I went to some late model races this past week, but um, sprint cars—that's where I, you know, that's where I'm at. And a lot of guys they race just sprint cars. Well, you've done modifieds, you've done everything else. I mean, racing is racing, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of car it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the sprint car deal. I feel like. Uh, certainly what to help get my name out uh the modified deal we're working on and uh trying to get the car better and and whatnot but it's all the same stuff i mean at the end of the day you're driving you're just driving a car it's a roll cage around you modified has a body on it the sprint car doesn't so uh yeah i mean that's the way i gotta look at it and i've had some people tell me that it's gonna screw you up trying to go back and forth all the time but I think any seat time that you can get helps you. You learn something every time you're out on the track. So I think I think that's huge. Well, good stuff. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate you uh, coming on here and talking to us. You've had a great season. And uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you come run the national stuff uh, someday in Indianapolis and, and see if you can give those boys some trouble out there. Yes. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Briggs.